Hi and welcome to Defining Boundaries, a podcast about the interesting characters from our surveying and spatial industry and their unique perspectives on life and our industry. I'm Peter Cox and I use my 25 years of contacts as a surveyor and teacher to dig deep into the lives of others. Each fortnight, I delve into the life and times of people from all over the world who share the same profession and passions. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel, like, comment, feel free to share with your friends. Do you have a question about the surveying or spatial industry? Or would you like to join me for a chat? Or would you like to hear from someone in particular? If so, send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram and we can catch up. This week, join me while I chat with Tony Crossett, Senior Survey Technician at Miller Merrigan in Croydon, Victoria. So grab your drink, sit back, relax while we chat. Finding Boundaries with Peter Cox. My guest today is Tony Crossett. Tony grew up in the eastern sub- suburbs of Melbourne and growing up, he wanted to be a farmer. Tony has been in the industry for 36 years and works as a senior survey technician at Miller Merrigan, the same company he began his career at. In his spare time, Tony enjoys the simple things in life, such as gardening in his veggie patch, developing, and I'd say possibly drinking, his home brew, whilst also keeping fit. Welcome, Tony, and thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> so, 36 years. Yes, 36 wow. years at the same company. That's uh, that's an awesome feat. Yeah, I was 19 when I uh, started there, and so, uh, yeah, still going. Yeah, Okay. So are they basically in the same area as you grew up in or you kind of moved when you finished school? No, same area. So mm-hmm. I grew up in uh, Ringwood, which is a, a eastern suburb of Melbourne. And uh, Miller Merrigan was in Croydon at the time, mm. which is sort of the next suburb to the east. And uh, oh, I can't remember how long ago. Might be 20 years ago now we moved to where we are in Kilsyth, which was just the next suburb over from there. Yeah, right. So 19 you started. So you did you do year 12 or you finished school early and sort of dabbled in other stuff or went straight into this? What, how did you get into the surveying side of it then? I, I did year 11. Yep. And then uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do with yeah. life at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father was a TAFE teacher oh, and he okay. was sort of pushing me along, maybe TAFE's the, the route for me to go down. Yeah. Uh, he teed up the whole uh, looking at, at TAFE and the course at the time was um, civil engineering and surveying. Mm-hmm. So I... Uh, went along there and that's sort of how I started along the the path to where I am okay so it was his choice pretty much like he just sort of found something he thought you might be good at is that how it went I was actually good at drafting okay. so 
uh, when I was at high school, drafting was one of those subjects that that yeah. I'd done, and yeah. I was I was pretty good at it. I wasn't yeah. great at it, but if I was good at something, it was drafting. <laughs> what about your maths? Terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. Yeah, I kind of struggled with that too. Okay, so you did your TAFE then. And was that a two-year sort of course still like diploma or what was it, an associate associate well, diploma? Is that what it was? At the time, it started off being a certificate ah. and it was a year and a half certificate. Uh-huh. Uh, as soon as we'd finished the full-time component of it, uh, quite a few of us went back to uh, do the night school side of it and uh, they'd upgraded it to a uh, diploma and only gave us half points. Oh. So, yeah, they they changed the whole course without telling us. Mm-hmm. So uh, most of us never went back. It's just wasn't worth it after. Oh, it was to have all those points stripped off you. Yeah, sort of more than half a year's worth of study. It was that was very annoying. Mm. So, how many of you ended up? completing the course then um i don't think anyone did oh okay (laughs) really so i know one of the guys um he with the year and a half he went on and did his degree uh and then he's now working in the surveyor general's office so he did all right for himself uh a lot of the rest of us just went straight into work yeah uh and that's what the certificate was really set up to uh, get you into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And you never, well, I suppose if you didn't like your mouse, you probably didn't ever think about going to university then. No, no, I, I never really considered going to university. Mm. Yeah, it's funny how some, some have no idea what they want to do end up in surveying, doing it at the TAFE, you know, vocational sort of level and then sort of think, oh, I really love this and then go on and do uni, even though at school they probably weren't weren't that good um, at their maths and things like that. So, it's, Well, I, it's, I, um, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. It wasn't until we did um, work experience and as a placement I was put in a survey firm uh, I thought I might be doing a little bit of drafting, but they had me out in the field the whole time. And oh, okay. I really uh, fell in love with it at, yeah. right then. So was that work placement part of the TAFE or part of school? Uh, part of the TAFE. Yeah. So it was just a just work experience. Yeah. But they'd, they'd line you up with uh, a local company, and which was good. It was a company just down the road from where I lived. I could walk there. And, uh, it sounds like you've had a nice, lovely, sheltered life in your eastern suburbs. <laughs> Pretty much. Grew up, went to school, went to TAFE, got a job. At the... <laughs> and now I see well, you travelling a... everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Getting a job was, was interesting in itself. Um, one of my colleagues who I work with now worked for Miller, Miller Merrigan. Uh-huh. in work experience and he did pretty well yeah uh when uh miller merrigan had uh put out a job application 
I was uh, I was on holidays the week before, and he got a job that week before. Right. So I'd come back from holidays and saw the Miller American one, so I went for that and got it. Okay. So he would have got it otherwise. <laughs> he came, joined us that three years after that. But, yeah, I, I actually went for a job as a drafty, um, doing freehand drafting, and my yep. drafting wasn't up to – what they they showed me a, a couple of plans of um, the survey manager at the time. Yeah. And uh, I, I was looking at it going, there's no way I'm ever going to be that good at drafting. How but amazing was it back then, the hand drafting that they used to do? <laughs> I didn't realise till uh, after I'd started that in them showing me these plans, the, the guy who did the drafting, he was – seriously the best drafter i'd ever seen mm. so for them to and he was in the meeting for them <laughs> to show me his plans i thought come on <laughs> but uh they they said look we've also got an opening as a survey assistant if you'd mm. like that and i jumped at it straight away i'd i'd much prefer to be uh outside than uh stuck inside and that's sort of how i fell into surveying it was Never a uh, plan of mine. There was no mm. no path laid out before me. It was just falling into it step after step. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's funny how the people that I speak to and you've got some people who knew from as early as their, you know, year 10 work experience or, or you know, finishing year 12 that they were going to go and do surveying and then the other half that I speak to kind of go, oh, yeah, I kind of just fell into it. I, I really didn't know and this kind of happened and then it led to this and now here I am surveying and you kind of go, it's really weird that you've got these two really different avenues of how people end up where we are. Um, yeah, that's right. Because I'm even the guys, Well, even the guys I work with uh, who have done the degree, mm. uh, I, I can't think of any of them that set out to do it. It was sort of a career teacher saying, uh, what are you good at? What do yeah. you like? Well, maybe this type of thing yeah. uh, might be up your alley. And I suppose that's only with the uh, careers teacher going, well, surveyors have to know maths and they work outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you've got kids that, that are sort of on that side of it, maybe that's where they push them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it usually it's it's the engineering side and, and a lot of them get to the university and it's like, oh, surveying, I don't mind this outside thing and, oh, I know I can get a job straight away. Let's choose that well, instead. That's why I, jumped, I really jumped at it. For me, as soon as um, the option of being outside came up, yeah, I thought, yeah, that's me. That's me, Dan or T. Yeah. Yeah. So were you the sporty type at school or? Oh, not I was not really sporty. A bit a little bit uncoordinated. <laughs> <laughs> but just I just the type of person that I just love being outside. Just, yeah. I think um if I was born a couple of hundred years early, I'd be an explorer. That's yeah. all, how always how I'd seen myself. Yeah. That's a nice way to see yourself, actually. I just just love and even today working I just going on site seeing something I've never seen before 
yeah properties i've never seen before it's just yeah i love it yeah i mean some of some of the, the pictures and videos that i see you put up on linkedin at, um on uh, instagram it's like oh how beautiful is that spot oh <laughs> and to I, say I, that I, some of them that you've been to have been so close to the city as well and it, it's just land everywhere i do get extremely lucky mm. uh, and i think living in victoria and i suppose australia it's um it's totally different environment to what people are, are used to overseas mm. where uh, they they'll be in a certain area and everything's exactly the same yeah you know yeah within victoria i can i haven't worked in the desert before in the big desert but i've been there but i've worked everywhere else mm. worked in high country and uh you know coastal uh in the mountains rainforest the whole lot yeah we're pretty lucky aren't we oh very lucky mm. so what type of work do you do you do uh the type of work that we do as a company is property development mm-hmm. so uh yeah we we can do the whole thing from uh the planning stage, uh, project management, uh, the whole lot. We yeah. have architects and landscape designers and, and the whole thing. So we've sort of set ourselves up as a one-stop shop nice. for uh, property development. Yeah, okay. So what is it, a medium-sized company? Like how many people you got working for working there? Uh, it fluctuates a little bit, but around yep. 100. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a pretty pretty large decent. company yeah decent yeah. size yeah right. not when i started it was <laughs> i think there might have been 15 or 16 of us yeah okay. so we were really at the stage at that point uh a surveying company that had a few engineers yeah so There's now a, we're a, a lot that start out that way yeah mm. now we're a project management company that has a few surveyors. <laughs> yeah. So how many surveyors have you got in there? Oh, we'd have to have nearly 20. Okay. That's still a decent amount, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it mm. is a decent amount. Mm. Mm. Have you got many registered surveyors there working? Uh, licensed surveyors. Oh, sorry. Licensed surveyors. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. So we've, we had a an issue with licensed surveyors where we we had a few and it was going to be a while before the next lot came up. Yeah. So um, we ended up buying out another company just oh, to get okay. licensed surveyors, but it doesn't overly help the problem because you know they're only selling the company because they're looking forward to retirement. So mm. um, we've got one uh, guy who started just before me. Uh, he's going to retire uh, within the next couple of weeks. So it's, it's a worry, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got uh, one of the guys that from the company we bought out, he'll uh, retire within a couple of years, I think. Yeah. And then we've got um, uh, the main guy that runs the survey department, um, another licensed surveyor. Another guy on top of that, and then two uh, young ladies who are licensed surveyors as well. Okay. Nice to see the girls representing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, especially since if you've got two of them, because there's 
not that many licensed surveyors, female licensed surveyors down in, well, Melbourne and Sydney. So, yeah, when mm. one of them uh, we took on straight out of uni. Yeah, so okay. uh, we'd, we'd seen her go through all her projects and, and all the way to being licensed. And uh, another one just came to us by word of mouth. And mm. uh, yeah, so we snapped her up straight away. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. It's just, it's, they're, they're like hen's teeth, aren't they? Oh, it is. It, mm. It's really difficult. Mm. We, uh, at one stage, it wasn't looking great with uh, really only two licensed surveyors. Especially when you're doing property development and boundary work. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. they were so busy. Mm. And even as it is, the licensed surveyors that really um, don't go out in the field very much at all. No, they tend to get stuck in the office doing all the, the, the checking and calculations and all that sort of stuff, don't they? Because otherwise oh, it's, even, it's not um, going to get done. <laughs> the, it, even with project management as well. Mm. So uh, most of uh, the licensed surveyors do project management. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what's a day um, like in the world of Tony Crossett? What sort of things do you do? Besides being on holidays and painting. <laughs> <laughs> things outside of surveying? No, in, in your day-to-day surveying. Uh, mainly, what the, the main work I do is cadastral side of surveying. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll have a licensed surveyor write up uh, the project and mm-hmm. uh, I'll usually go do it. Yep. Have you got a, a field hand or anything or are you one man band? Yeah. yeah. No, we usually have somebody else. I can do it one man. Mm. Um, I've sort of trained myself to do to do that. But mm. it's as a company, we've always tried to uh, train up new people. So we've at the moment, we've just had actually I missed one of the license surveyors because we had somebody get licensed two weeks ago. Oh, okay. So we've got quite a few license surveyors. <laughs> Counting yeah, them up now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he's now licensed, which means we've got two graduates that are on a training agreement. Yeah. So yep. you know, part of it is working with these guys, helping train them and uh, show them what mm. to do. And But also the other side of it is uh, trying to make the calendar work. So... I don't quite work as much with those guys as much as I'd like. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it's just me and one of the junior guys to get, get the job done. done as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, yep. Get the job done. Move on to the next one. So, are you a Trimble or a Lyca guy? Ah, Lyca. Lyca? I've never <laughs> used a Trimble. Well, I think it's pretty much one of those things that what you start on, very rarely do people change from what they start on. That's well, that's that's correct. I actually started on a wild T1A <laughs> when I first started. Yeah. Uh, that and a uh, external EDM called a, an Aldi. Oh, which gosh. Was a beast of a thing. You'd yeah. have to externally mounted and it had these toggle switches on it so you had to toggle it to keep it within the right frequency for the distance to work 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was a tricky thing. So I was an expert at using a 100-metre chain because mm -hmm. it was quicker and easier to use than the EDM was. So, yeah, things have changed since Haven't then. Haven't they changed? Yep. The first year that I started was the first year we bought a, a, uh, a total station. So uh, one of the really old Sokia ones, yeah. or Sakisha yeah. they were back the then. Sakisha, yeah, yeah. So, and then we, we stayed with Sakisha for oh, 15 years, yeah, and then okay. we went to mm. So we had uh, a guy come in and he was raving about the Leica Total stations. So we uh, slowly swapped over to those, and that's all we've got now. Mm, okay. And so um, GPS and all that sort of stuff, it's all Leica? Yeah. Yep, all Leica. Mm. We've got the nice um, GS18 uh, T, the, oh, the yes. tilt one. That's, yeah, the tilt, yeah. Yeah, which okay. is... Don't see many people talk about them. Like you see heaps of people with, you know, their, their Trimble ones with the, um, what is it, the R12Is or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't it's, see many people talking about their their Leica ones. No, I love it. It's yeah. really good. Is that the it, one that takes photos? As it can take a photo as well. Is that the one? No, that's the next model. Oh, that's the eighteen okay. I. They've called mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we. I think um, we were looking at one. We actually got a a uh, total station stolen out of a car. Oh, and no. uh, the insurance company wouldn't pay up, so we've had to. Bugger. So we we had to get a new one of those instead of getting the GPS. Ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> oh, it was. <gasps> really sucked. Yeah. Well, how do I mean? How does that work? I mean, you'd have to have all the serial numbers and everything. So, is this person going to use it, and it's going to have to get serviced at some stage? Or they don't. No, uh, he got caught straight away. He was just a, oh. a young guy. He he stole, uh, he stole the total station, uh, left the remote, uh, and stole the guy's wallet, and then straight away went down to Seven Eleven, and <laughs> bought himself a slushy. No. And got caught on camera. So the police showed up at his place, and they found the box. But no jigger. Oh no! And he 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 said, "Oh no, that, I just found a box. There was there was nothing else." So lied through his teeth. Yeah. God, what a pain. Yeah. Because they're not cheap, are they? Uh no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so the the new ones about to show up, but the new Leica ones got the um the the laser distance for the height oh okay. and it also has um it can do uh, multi-photo yeah. through the jigger oh. and and patch together for for distances oh, so wow. if you've if you've seen the i think it's the the 3d mm. so not mm. a scanner but it's like a it's about the size of a disto and you you can take snaps from two different spots and uh, work out distances and so on. So this can do that as well. Wow, that's cool. Geez, I need to I need to read up on my my equipment, I think, and 
go and check these new things out. <laughs> do you have scanners and things or don't really do much on that side of it? Just got a scanner. Yeah. So um, we got it um, just before the end of financial year last mm. year to get in with a tax break. Oh, yeah. And then uh, did very little with it for a while. Oh, really? Uh, oh, it was mainly because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, yes. So we, we couldn't go into anybody's houses or, or uh, into businesses or anything like that. Yeah. So we had it, couldn't use it. Yeah. Uh, so did did COVID like affect you like in the work? Like, did you have to stop working for a period uh, of time, no. or you were still able to work? Yeah, we were we were able to work all the way through. Yeah. Um, we um yeah we we became essential workers, and mm-hmm. we all had to carry permits, and uh, mm. a lot of my work last year was outside of Melbourne. Uh, so it was the the Melbourne Ring of Steel, they <laughs> called it. I had to drive through the Ring of Steel and mm-hmm. show the police or the army my permit and uh, get the 40 questions about where I'm going and <laughs> what I'm doing and make sure I'm not going fishing or, or anything like that. Oh. Well, you're not allowed to go fishing if you... <laughs> Ah, you, uh, we weren't at one stage. We weren't allowed five kilometers outside of yeah, our house. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, apart from from working, Pretty crazy. Oh, it was uh, the memory that'll stay with me forever is the the first Monday after the uh, the major lockdown. Yeah. Um, I'd driven out from work uh, onto a road called Canterbury Road, which is one of the major roads here. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the city and it was my car and I couldn't see another car so I uh, said to the guy who was working with me at the time you know we'll never see that again in our lifetime yeah yeah unbelievable it's it's amazing how how it affected so many people hey yeah yeah mm. it was my wife didn't work for uh I think it was nearly six months Gosh, she what does she for. do? She works in retail. Yeah, okay. So in the end, uh, because a JobKeeper uh, was was no big deal for the company to have her sit at home. Yeah. Uh, but it, in the end, the uh, company she went works for went into Click and Collect. So mm. she ended up going back to that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, you kind of don't really think. I mean, we were so lucky here in Sydney and like I really don't feel like it affected us at all like you know yeah we we couldn't go and see our friends on the weekend you know sort of thing but I still went to work my husband still went to work the kids all had their jobs went to work you know my youngest um doing year 10 did his school stuff at home online and it was all yeah didn't seem to affect us like it did down definitely down in um victoria oh, that's yeah. for sure yeah, that was, was tough yeah the, the hard one was um not seeing uh, my kids or my grandkids for uh for months and months and months so we'd, yeah. we'd catch up um over zoom and that was <laughs> that was about it yeah and so that's that just hard. not the same is it <laughs> no not at all no especially I mean, you know we're, 
I've got a my youngest granddaughter was um, she was just a baby, so yeah. there was so much of that first year of hers that we missed. Yeah, yeah. I've got some friends who have got family over in England and stuff as well, and they're like, I haven't seen you know, haven't seen my parents for you know it was a year and a half before or a year before COVID sort of started and they were supposed to come over for for um Christmas and then that couldn't yeah. happen and you know all that sort of stuff and then you know the, the lockdowns and stuff they had and yeah she's just like oh I just can't wait to get over there and you know see sisters and nieces and nephews and mum and dad and all that sort of stuff it's yeah no it's hard yeah. And we're just finishing uh, lockdown number four. Yeah. So, well, I've fingers crossed we're not going to go into one again with what's going on in no. Sydney. Mm. No. No, you don't want that to happen. No, definitely not. That's for sure. So you've seen a lot of change over your years of yeah. surveying. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> That would have to make your job so much easier. I I remember once I was working on Saturday by myself, um, doing a cadastral job, mm-hmm. and I had to bring a datum up from a couple of streets over. I had to connect to MGA, mm-hmm. and uh, when I was doing that, the a guy came out of the house and saw me. He goes, "Oh, I used to work for Miller American." And oh. he said his name, and I, I recognised his name. Yeah. He, he must have gone about uh, three or four years before me. And I told him what I was doing, and he said, oh, you know, when when we used to do something, if I, we did this, it would take three of us two days to do what yeah. you're doing in, you know, four hours by yourself. Mm. So, yeah, just, just amazing. I, I even remember that when GPS came in, mm. just amazing it was uh, incredible to think of you know it's part of everyday life now oh but totally that time, and yeah. they were such pigs of things when, when they first <laughs> came out never stayed uh, never stayed connected they'd always drop out you'd be doing a level run somewhere with you know leveling a paddock and bang and the drop out you'd so many times I feel like throwing it away. <laughs> so you don't have those problems anymore? No. Occasionally. No, not at all? Oh, very little. <laughs> it's got. It's so much better now. Mm. You, you know, jump out of the car, turn it on, straight away it connects and off you go. Mm. It used to be uh, so much more difficult when they first came out. Yeah. I know that even you know, when we were teaching at TAFE and I really didn't have much to do with the the GPS units and stuff like that other teachers did, but it was just always a pain in the butt trying to get them going, trying to get them connected. And, you know, they some days they'd work, some days they wouldn't work. Yes. And you're trying to teach the students how to do something and it's like well you know this it's supposed to do this and it's supposed to do that but anyway we'll try that another day let's get on with something else (laughs) and they actually um you sort of you lose a bit of confidence because it it should be working you're sure you've done everything right and it's not and it's like 
why am I even bothering? It'd be easy to just pull the, <laughs> pull the jigger out and take these levels. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I think that when, when they're doing jobs and stuff at work and they're doing all this stuff to try and get the GPS and I'm going, you could just do that with a jigger. It wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not doing the job though, so... <laughs> So do you regret your decision to become a surveyor? No, never, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's, uh, I just couldn't see myself doing anything else. Yeah. It's uh, very much the ideal job for, for me, uh, you know, what I like in life and, and so on. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's funny because nearly, I mean, you get the old one, nearly everyone that I speak to is like, no, no, wouldn't change it. Love it. It's a great job. Occasionally, you get one person sort of go, "Well, yeah, I might have done something else or and, and stuff." But even even myself, not being in the you know out out in the field anymore, I still think it's such a great career. Yeah, it's so diverse and so many things you can do and different places you get to go and all that sort of stuff that. There's always just so many things to keep you interested. Mm. Uh, and the way that um, change is continu- continually happening, yeah. uh, always enough to keep you interested. I mean, yeah. as I said, we've only just got into scanning. Yeah. And it's not that something that I really want to, I don't want to champion the scanner because we've got other guys that can do that. Mm. But um, I've definitely wanted to be part of it to see how it works, uh, to see what's the best procedures with it. and. Yeah. and so on so at least i know what i'm talking about yeah yeah how does that go with like um you know i'm not saying you're old or anything but <laughs> i keep coming back to all the different changes that you've seen um how did you go about with you know all this new different equipment coming in all the time and like it really has been a massive yeah. massive change in technology how did you go about keeping up with it because some people I know in their companies um, don't have robotic instruments still. They just yep. use a yep. total station. Um, I'm the type of person that gets bored really easily. Uh-huh. So I'm always looking to, uh, if I get bored, I'll start thinking about how to do things differently, yep. how to improve them. So when uh, new technology comes in, they usually give it to me. Because I'll I'll adapt quicker than the young guys will. Yeah, you'll play with it, work out how it works, yeah. what you got to do. Yeah, okay. Usually out of boredom. <laughs> oh, how do you have the time? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, just keep playing with things until I get mm. them to work. Mm. Is that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'll move on. <laughs> um, so one company, who's had the biggest impact on your career? Um, in the company, mm. it'd, be, it'd be actually be a licensed surveyor that wasn't with us for very long. He'd come from another company. Um, he, he just needed a break from running his own business. Yeah. A guy called uh, Dieter Imberger. Um, genius guy. He was the uh, youngest licensed surveyor in Victoria okay. when he was licensed. 
yeah. at 21 and wow. will be the youngest because they changed it after he oh. was licensed that young. <laughs> um, he, um, as a surveyor, he was brilliant. So mm. that's back when I was an assistant. So yeah. within my first couple of years, uh, as a surveyor, he was brilliant. But the, one of the greatest things he taught me was um, a, his leadership style was uh, brilliant, just totally inclusive. Um, yeah. And if, if I ever made a mistake, it would be a learning experience, not a, a telling off Yeah, experience. not chastising and yeah. putting you down. So It's, it's amazing I, it being so young to have those, those qualities within... Oh, he wasn't that young at the time. He, oh, okay. He'd run his own business and um, yeah, okay. He burnt he burned himself out totally. Oh. So he just needed to to step out and mm. uh, work for somebody else. So he he was with us for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's it's amazing how one one person, um, you know, can make you see things differently, um, in such a nice in a good light of of how yeah. how how to to treat things and how to, to move forward in a certain way that's going to make an impact on other people, I guess, is, is, is the thing because we yeah, are I've always to, learning. Yes. Mm. I've tried to model my leadership, a lot on what his leadership was. Mm. So, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Did you, have you ever wanted to, be any more than just the senior surveyor type sort of position of going into a management position or anything or you're happy with what you're doing uh i yeah i'm not a great fan of being in the office my <laughs> motto really is a a bad day in the field is better than a good day in the office oh that's a good no <laughs> i like that one so occasionally i've got to tell myself that yeah, when uh, it's freezing cold and pouring rain, that or uh, boiling hot, that oh. a bad day in the field still better than a good day in the office. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I, it, it, I've um, at one stage, uh, the manager went on uh, holidays, and they sort of shoved me in that role. Didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, and uh, it, it got to a point where um, somebody had to go away. And nobody else would put their hand up. So it's like, all right, I'll go away. But obviously I can't. I've got to hand off the management to somebody else. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was my one uh, having a go at management and mm. did not like it. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of had positives and negatives in the whole, you know, sitting up a little bit higher in the project management or you know, head teacher sort of realm that some days I just sort of think, oh, it would be so easy just to be told what to do and go and do it <laughs> and not worry just, about everything else that, that goes with the job. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, look, I really just enjoy being out the field. Yeah. Uh, I just, even, uh, you know, I've got to be inside occasionally, check a plan, Yeah. do something like that. I just don't like it. <laughs> I'm just dying to get back outside or you yeah. know sit on the computer and and look up field notes and so on you know great I'll I'll do it but I'm always looking forward to you know when can I 
get get grab all out. this information and get back outside. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. So what's one of the worst things that's happened to you while you've been surveying? Uh, Tell me actually, a story. <laughs> I heard this. I heard you ask this to somebody else, so I'd already thought of it. Uh, I've had a few bad things happen to me and all of them are physical. So um, one of the worst ones was um, I was uh, working with a young guy and I'd climbed up on this big retaining wall um, to uh, knock a peg in. And I said, look, we had we knocked him in with uh, axes back then because mm. it was winter, didn't need a heavy sledgehammer. So I said, just, chuck up the axe so i'm i'm standing up there looking at the plans and next thing i'm on the ground the oh back no. of the axe the axe head <gasps> hit me in the leg and uh, completely knocked me off my feet so i put my head up and have a look and this young guy's just run off down the road <laughs> oh, no. he just left you yeah he just left me so <laughs> i had to i had to call him back and go just come back. I'm all right. Hurt like hell. Oh, and actually, the skin. Oh, would have had so a nice that, bruise on that one. That's one of the worst things that, that's happened to me. I've actually had a, a few acts in the shin accidents. <laughs> there was uh, another one. Um, it was when I was still, uh, I might have been 22, 23. Yeah. I was by myself on a Saturday. And all it was was... Um, uh, taping to a next peg, finding it, dig it up, and uh, knock a stake in next to it. It was a already a, a peg subdivision mm-hmm. where all the pegs had been covered over. Uh, I, re- I remember it was about forty-two degrees or something, and by the end of the day, I was just I was stuffed. Yeah. I was overheated. Yeah, and I I swung and missed the stake oh. and went straight into my shin <laughs> with the the back of the axe head. Um, it's just all bone. <laughs> yeah, I got a dent in my, I've got a dent in my shin from oh, from that one. Yeah, that one really hurt. So I, I made it over to uh, one of the houses nearby and knocked on the door and they opened the door and I said, "Oh, can I have a band aid?" And the <laughs> the woman looks at me and just screamed and uh, grabbed me and stuck my leg in the bath and because oh. I was you know, wearing shorts, covered yeah. in dust. There was sweat and there was blood running down into my sock. Oh, no. And so she cleaned me up and patched me up and sent me on my way. Oh, wasn't she nice? That wasn't great. <laughs> no. It was. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Shins are just, ouch. Oh, ouch. Very painful. <laughs> oh. um, what, what would you say would be the worst work advice that you've ever heard? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did work experience, um, we were setting out a court bowl. So we're measuring around the, and just the way he did it, he'd put in the centre point and then we'd have a, a, a tape measure mm-hmm. uh, going out with the radius. Yeah. And then just going around all the the cord distances and closing it, and so I'm a I'm a just work experience kid. Mm. I didn't even really know how to use a tape or anything. And he's got me on the smart end of the tape. Oh no! <laughs> uh, 
we measure around and we get a, a misclosure and he has a go at me for, for it. It's like, and thinking back later, it's like, come on, I don't have a work experience. Yeah, before. yeah. But um, he goes to me, are you left-handed? And I go, yeah. And he goes, left-handers, they always get their numbers around the wrong way. And he goes, you'll never get a job as a surveyor being a left-hander. No servo company will take on a left-handed person. What? Like, oh, my yeah. God. So uh, when, once I'd, um, I'd got the job, I ended up incidentally seeing him yeah. and I, you know, I've got the job and nobody's ever heard of the left-handed thing. <laughs> no, never. I, I always used my old boss as, uh, as an example of, you know, when I first had students or whatever and we would do um, writing kind of exercises to be able to hand draw something up so that if you were doing field notes or whatever, and, you know, you'd see, I mean, left and right can be messy as, but the left hand is yes. going to go, oh, no, I'm really messy. And I'm going, no, no excuse. My old boss, he was left-handed and his notes were so, oh, they were just awesome. They were just, you know, the old school and it was so neat and, you know, puts my right-handed writing to absolute shame because um, it was just so good. So, yeah, it's, that's, I've never heard that one. As left-handers, you had to had to draft with your your wrist cramped up and all around. Way yes. Yeah. Well, you could learn to go back the other way. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, okay, so we met through Instagram. Yep. That's how we met. Um, and I think we've both met a lot of people through through the social media. I think it's been yes. an absolutely awesome thing to see what other people around the world and within Australia are doing because I, I kind of feel like I've got some really, um, really good friends now that I know that I could ring up and, and speak to at any time because we've made that connection kind of thing. Yes. Who Who would you say that within in your community, have you found the most sort of interesting or who's your sort of favourite ones that you like to always check out because of what they're doing or what they have to contribute? Um, really love uh, Kenny from Geospatially Opinionated. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, his stuff's really good. He's um, The stuff he does is very much, um, he tries to teach people things. Yeah. So also tries to make them uh, humorous. So he was the one that uh, put together what surveying is that the video. Yeah, the using, video. Uh, yeah, using mm. so many of us. Mm. So yeah, that was that was good. Yeah. And yes. uh, so most of the stuff that he does will be on that sort of thing. Mm. It'll be trying to teach somebody a little bit about. Um, about surveying at the same time. Um, love Slugsy. Oh, South isn't Africa. he good? Yeah. Yeah. He's um, the quality of what he does is just <sighs> amazing. He doesn't stop working. No. He doesn't no, no, stop. Some. Um, and the places that he goes as well, you just sort of, you know, one yes. minute he's in the city, the next minute he's at the water, and then the next minute he's just. 
that's just on some dirt. vineyard or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, he that's he's right. stuff brilliant. Mm. And I I don't know how hard he must work to put together those videos. Mm. It's uh, a, it seems to be a lot of work to me. Yeah, yeah, I know. And there's and they come. At, they, he's doing it constantly as well. It feels yes, like. that's yeah. right. Mm. Yeah. Do you read much? Uh, yeah, I do. I I'm a quite a good big reader. Mm-hmm. What uh, kind of usually, things? Ah, just garbage, trash. <laughs> Who's your uh, favourite author? Novels. What do you read? Uh, I'm I'm a real weird person that I don't have favourites of anything. Okay. So it's yeah. Ask me what's my favourite anything. I won't have it. Oh, well, we're going to be stuffed at the end, then, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I but I I'm all about variety. So you know, mm-hmm. I I don't stick to one genre. I'll just move around. Yeah. Right. So yeah. What are you reading at the moment? Um, it's some fantasy novel. It's a kid's book, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Not a choose your own adventure. No. <laughs> yeah, that's just what I'm reading at the moment. It's sort of like, because I've always, I've got Kindle on the phone. So ah, uh, yeah. whatever, whatever pops up, I'll see what, what's there. And mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's cool. I've yeah. always I've always read. So if if ever I'm doing nothing, I'll just pull out my phone and read something and Yeah. I I have a pile of books, you know, ten high on my bedside table. I love I'm a paper person. I love to have that book in front of me. I've and I've got, you know, um books, iBooks and, you know, all that kind of stuff on my iPad and everything, but I still always gravitate back to the real thing. <laughs> I, uh, I was stuck with that for the last little bit because we down in uh, the eastern suburbs had that big storm. So um, oh, yes. we, were, we were without power for five days. Oh, gosh, okay. So, yeah, I basically charge my car up in the phone just to to have because we needed a phone but yeah I got back to pulling out uh, paper books to to read yeah. uh, uh, that was that was tricky you get to you know the sun sets at five o'clock so sitting with a candle and uh, trying to read a paperback it's, it was difficult yeah, that'd be pretty tough especially five days oh it's really tough mm. we we're right in the middle of the Renault, so at the, we didn't have a toilet because that's <laughs> getting renovated. So we had an outdoor dunny. Um, uh, no hot water because it's uh, electric hot water. We had yeah. no gas. Oh, um, we've got a wood heater, which is lucky. Yeah. So that kept us warm and we could make a cup of tea. Cup of tea, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, life was, it was tough. It was yeah. primitive. <laughs> Yeah, so it didn't. Um, your your house didn't get damaged or anything. Um, we lost a tree, and yeah, the back okay. fence blew away. Right. So, uh, but we were really lucky. So where I am, the area is not uh, overly old. Yeah. So it's not a lot of lot of large trees. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So I, my neighbour had a tree come over his fence and damage his eave. Mm. Uh, most people in the street had a, at least one fence blow over. Uh, but I, there's a large property behind me with a lot of big trees and they lost 20 or 30 trees. Wow. Uh, and then next to them is a property that had a huge 200-year-old gum tree uh, go across the top of their house. So, uh, yeah, it caused a lot of damage. Mm. So yeah. it was like a disaster area where we are in, uh, we're on the edge of the Dandenongs in okay. uh, Mount Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Sort of the next town up the hill is Calorama, and they're the ones that are going to be with their power for another month. So, oh, you're kidding. No, mm. it'll be six to eight weeks with no power up there. Uh, they wow. can't drink the water up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a. It's they sent the army up there because it's uh, quite dangerous. They don't want anyone going in there. It's yeah, a lot of unstable trees still. Gee, that's like I had seen just little bits and pieces on the news about it, but yeah, didn't wow, didn't know it was um, that bad in places. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right where I am. Yeah, okay. Wow. Gosh. Um, so how long have you been in the place that you're in now? Uh, 33 years, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it needed, a, needed to be updated, needed a good renovation. Yeah. yeah. All right. How'd you make the love of your life? At a church youth group, actually. Oh. After you left so, school or before you? Yeah, after I'd left school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we'd known each other for uh, oh, two or three years before we ever started going out. Yeah. Nice. And how long have you been married for? Wow. 30. <laughs> 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 I've got to try to remember how old I am and then try to work out. It's all good. doesn't uh, matter. You've got a lovely... Uh, 34. 34. 34 years. Mm. I've worked it out. Gosh. That's a good innings. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. Yep. Married 34 years. We've got um, three kids. Yeah. So they're all uh, grown up and moved out years mm-hmm. ago. I've got four grandkids. Beautiful. Um, my son uh, works with me at Miller American. Oh, okay. So is he uh, a surveyor or he's? Yep. Yeah. He's a surveyor. Nice. He, uh, he, he's been with us for over 10 years now. Oh, okay. So did he so, do uh, TAFE or uni or what did he choose no, to do? He, he did year 12 and uh-huh. had no idea what he wanted to do in life. Yeah. He was considering um, being a tattooist. Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> So it was like, oh, well, if you don't know what you want to do, how about you just tag along with me for a while yeah. until you work out what you want to do in life. So, yeah, he's doing really well. He runs his own crew, got his own car. Good on him. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. He's, um, because I'm on holiday, he's down in the country <laughs> for a few days. Taking over your, your job. Taking my place. <laughs> Well, that's cool. So what motivates you? What? Sorry, go. Uh, I'd just bet say he'd actually um, 
we'd sent him up to uh, asset recording. So he's done asset recording for the last oh. two years. Uh-huh. So he's only just come back to us. We, we're absolutely flat out. We uh, wanted him back. Yeah. It seems that most places are, are very busy now. Like, you know, oh. we always talk about a shortage of surveyors, a shortage a shortage of surveyors full stop, but a shortage of, your yeah, licensed registered surveyors. But it does, does seem at the moment everybody is looking for surveyors. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, we were um, in the middle of COVID. Uh, things slowed down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. We, we'd always have a, at least a week's worth of work coming up. Yeah. Um, and it, it just got to a stage and it had gone from, you know, a week or two weeks and then it just blew out to four wow. and then blew out to six and now it's nearly out to eight. That's so, crazy. So um, we're, we're scrambling to, to keep up. Mm, that's amazing. And, and a, lot of, a lot of the companies are like that as well. So Yeah. Yeah, just crazy. So what motivates you? What motivates me? Um, I like to, at the end of the day, say that I'm proud of the, what I've done for the day. Mm-hmm. So that's what motivates me. Yeah. To uh, to think back and and say I've done a good job. Nice. What's your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. Mm. Um. As much as I try and stay fit, uh, I like to say that I had a diet that would go with it, but I don't. <laughs> so food. Uh, the diet's Un- pretty good. Unhealthy food. <laughs> it, it, usually healthy, but. I can't get away with uh, without having chocolate. Oh. I just can't. I just can't do it. That's I. And even though that's I, fair enough. Um, even though I brew my own beer, I'm not that much of a beer drinker. But I just can't help with uh, chocolate. That's definitely my yeah. uh, guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and where's the most unusual place that you've been? Um. I've worked at French Island. You talk about work or no? In, well, any either. French Island is um, in Western Port Bay, so there's uh, Port Phillip Bay, yeah, and Western yeah. Port's next to it. Okay. Uh, in uh, Western Port Bay, everybody knows about Phillip Island. That's where they have the Grand Prix and yep, been uh, there. It's beautiful. Do all, the, do all this other stuff. Yeah. Above that is an island called French Island. And that is uh, the most remote place in Victoria. So there's uh, a a ferry that takes you there. So, well, there's two ferries. There's a passenger ferry on one side of the island and a car ferry on the other. So the only way to get on there is with the car ferry. Mm -hmm. Uh, The roads are all unmade. Uh, There's no council so uh, there's no rates, there's no bin collection. Uh, it's, the, it's not a police jurisdiction. So uh, on the island, there are no cars with registration. Okay. So they, That's interesting. Uh, yeah, so they'll drive around with no doors or windows or <laughs> no cars are registered. No electricity. It's um, the Completely. island is incredibly remote. There's yeah. very few people on it. 
but you get Melbourne radio at the same time. So it's uh, it's an interesting place. Um, outside of surveying, uh, when I was a kid, for a few years, we grew up in New Guinea. Okay. So uh, that was that was an experience, yeah. Because what you what for your dad dad or mum working? Yeah, yeah. What did yeah. dad do? My oh, TAFE teacher. Yeah, TAFE teacher. Yeah. So uh, it's back when uh, Australia governed New Guinea before oh, okay. they became uh, an independent mm-hmm. uh, state by themselves. Um, on the path towards independence. They wanted to uh, set them up so they didn't need people. Yeah. So uh, they rushed a whole heap of teachers there to to train up the the local people. So um, Dad was uh, he's a a uh, cabinet maker uh-huh. or was a cabinet maker. Yeah. Well, Dad's passed yeah. away. Yeah. He's a so uh, he went there and and actually trained other teachers to teach cabinet making. Oh, so, that's pretty yeah. cool. That would have been a, 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 a um an experience. How old were you when that when you did that? I was that was the start of my school career. So okay. uh, I was in prep, so prep and grade one. Yeah. So right. quite young, but there's so but many old enough my, to remember. Yeah. 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 Remember a few little ad- adventures. We'd go out for a drive somewhere <laughs> up in the up in the high country and yeah an amazing place mm. yeah I bet and it, it wasn't it um it's quite a lawless place now but back when australia was pretty much in charge of it it was quite safe yeah so uh, a bit different than now mm. yeah yeah i'm not sure if i'd want to go there now <laughs> no 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 how do you relax uh, go for walks. Mm-hmm. That's the best way for me to relax. I'll grab the dogs and go for a walk, or uh, or else um, go for a go to the beach by myself and go for a walk. Mm. Do you still wait? do that. Um, I still do that every now and then on a lunch break. I'll, if I'm in a you know find a great spot for lunch, I'll just eat my lunch and then go for a walk and relax. Yeah. Um, you talk about the beach. Do you, it did where you were? It was close to beaches growing up, or no, no, mm-hmm. no, not really. Mm. It just it just seems to be not that we're close, but you're never far away either. Yeah, in Victoria from yeah. beach. Yeah, it just seems to be one of those places where I can, um, yeah, just turn my brain off and enjoy where I am. Mm. That's my favourite place to be, the beach. You can just well, completely zone out from everything there. I, I've, we've got a place we can go to holidays down in uh, South Gippsland. Mm-hmm. So uh, down uh, Venus Bay, it's called. And okay. It's a beautiful spot to, is basically um, the place empties out when it's not tourist time. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. You'll go there, and there's a beautiful little uh, national park on the the tip of it. There's a tip where it is. Uh-huh. Uh, go into the national park, and yeah, kangaroos and snakes nature. and the whole lot of mm-hmm. nature is all there, and they're not worried about humans. 
Yeah. Nice. That sounds beautiful. That's oh, a beautiful spot. Yeah. I have to go and look at when we finish, go and look up all of these places now. <laughs> uh, if you could go back in history, where would you go? Oh, where would I go if I could go back in history? Oh, I'd really like to see um, how Australia really got started as far as white Australia with the colonisation. Okay. Uh, what happened with that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Just an interesting period of yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. At a party, where could someone find you? Uh, not, a, not a real fan of parties. It's mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather sit down with somebody and have a conversation i sort of tend to go deaf in a party (laughs) when uh, there's too much noise going on uh rather grab a beer and head outside well yeah i mean that's it's yeah i don't like big crowds and noise either i'd be outside somewhere you know in a corner somewhere or something (laughs) yeah 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 not a party person oh if you had a superpower what would it be I'd love to be able to fly. So be a human many. Prone. So many of you say that. I, and it, it's purely for selfish reasons. I'm not going to rescue anybody. It's just so, <laughs> just to be able to fly. It's yeah. I think Feeling be what awesome. it would be feel like freedom. Yeah. And the wind. You look at the you look at the birds and you know, that'd be just incredible to be able to do. Yeah. 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 If you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk around it, jump over it, or jump in it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had a guy a uh, couple of weeks back who um, thought it was he was stepping in a really shallow puddle. It was a, a pit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, he, he ended up hurting himself. He went straight in, <gasps> fell forward, oh, no. smacked his teeth and cut his head and so (laughs) okay my puddle my puddle is just just deep enough to get you know your shoes a little bit wet no (laughs) nothing that you could hurt yourself on (laughs) um if it was just a little puddle um i remember with uh with my grandson once we we there was a lot of rain we both got boots on and coats on and went and jumped in the puddles together. Nice. It was, yeah, it was a good fun experience to have with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. But normally I'd go around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd say you're no fun, but no, you've shown me that you've shown me that you can be. <laughs> Would you make the same choices again if you had a do-over? I think so. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any anything I've done that, you know, there's always things that um, you, you think, you know, maybe I'd do things something slightly different. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm the sum of my experiences. So, yeah. you know, if I, if I had a do-over in some things, I wouldn't be the same person I am now. Yeah. yeah. And I'd, I don't want that to be the case. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think you you're so right in that that you know what you've 
the choices you've made, the things you've done, yeah, really, really make who you are as a person. Yeah. 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 The things that you've been through, whether they've been good or bad, have kind of molded you and you've learnt things and grown and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yep. And no matter how bad things are, they're always a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that's one one big thing that I've taken out of my past few years is that, uh, yeah, no matter how bad things are, it, you learn from them. Mm. Mm. That's right. Yeah, for sure. All righty. So we're pretty much done with our my questions. So <laughs> we'll do our quick shots. All right. But we'll see how you go with this since... You know, you've got no favourites in anything. <laughs> Might have to lean towards something. Yeah, yeah just, just lean one way or the other. Or you can say both, but you can't say both for everything, okay? I won't let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tea or coffee? Coffee. Definite coffee. Uh-huh. Cat or dog? Dog. I've got two whippets. Oh, whippets? One's... There's one there. Oh, is he asleep? Yeah. Well, his <laughs> eyes open. He's oh. pretending to be asleep. <laughs> sunrise or sunset? Uh, I'm definitely a morning person, so okay. sunrise. Summer or winter? Summer. Mm-hmm. Roller coasters, do you love them or hate them? Uh, neither. I, not a, I'm just not a fan of... Roller coasters. Not a not a big fan of the heights and so on. All right. What about going fast? Or would you rather go slow in a car or a motorbike? Once upon a time it'd be fast. <laughs> <laughs> but now <laughs> But now I've slowed down a bit. <laughs> Three items you'd take to a desert island. Um, a boat, uh, the internet, <laughs> um, and my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I, heard, s- I heard this question with you asked with somebody else. Yeah. And uh, she said her husband and her two kids. <laughs> so I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe the whole desert island thing's a way to escape from all that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, uh, I'm going to skip favourite song, favourite movie, favourite book because you've yeah, already told me it. that you, I'm not going to get anything out of you for that. Introvert or extrovert? It's another one that I'm, I've done tests on this and I'm right on the borderline. Both, yeah. Yeah, so mm. um, I'm an introverted thinker but I need people around me at the same time. Mm. So I actually don't do very well by myself. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, if that's why, you know, the kids have all grown up and moved away. <laughs> so I've got to have dogs. I've got to have somebody around me. And if my wife ever goes away, I'll basically eat two-minute noodles until she comes home, <laughs> even though I'm a really good cook. Oh, it's just that if I'm not cooking for somebody else, it, I just oh. don't see the point. But you're worth it. (laughs) (laughs) 
is your glass half full or half empty? Um, depends on where I'm at in life. Oh. So um, mm-hmm. at the moment, my glass is usually half full. Yeah. But uh, there have been times not too long ago where it was half empty. Yeah. I think we all have those moments, don't we? Yeah. Mind you, there's some people where it's always half empty or always full. <laughs> overflowing, some people say. One thing you'd never do again. One thing I'd never do again. Um, oh, it's a tricky one. I can't really think of anything. One thing I'd never do again. Nah, it's, I can't think of anything. That's all right. Some people don't have. Some people don't have that. I kind of wonder. I don't think. As I said, whatever you've done, it's sort of moulded you and you've learnt from it. So yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you had a warning label, what would it be? <laughs> Can say inappropriate comments. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done all right so far. We're nearly finished. We're nearly at the end. <laughs> I'm behaving myself. <laughs> uh, who knows you best? Uh, my wife knows me best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's seen the the good and the bad. Yeah. Favourite subject in school? Art. Art. I loved art. I skipped biology. I skipped all classes I could in year 11 and 12 just to spend them in the art room. (laughs) Not the best of artists, but um, I did really enjoy it. Hmm. Uh, My brother is a professional artist. Oh, really? He's uh, really good. He's won, uh, oh, I can't remember. There's a, a prize, the Morant, which is the, it's it's um, very exclusive art prize. Wow. He won that. That's cool. So, yeah, he's a uh, yeah, professional artist. That's, that's what he does. Um, my wife is very artistic. Uh, she's a textile artist. Yeah. And so my kids are all very artistic. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I could say they might have got a bit of that out of from my side of the family, but not from me. <laughs> Favourite childhood memory? Favourite one? Mm. Um, one of my earliest ones, I reckon it was when my parents took me to Puffing Billy. So, oh, cool. Uh, always stuck with me uh i reckon i i can't have been much more than um three yeah so yeah that's that's had a must have had a big impact on my life at the time and yeah i can still remember it so (laughs) it's funny the things you remember isn't it yeah yeah favorite food favorite food again that's chocolate huh well, chocolate's one. Of, <laughs> chocolate's sort of one of those ones I can't do without. It's, but I I uh, love cooking up a, a great steak over coals. Yum. I've got a um, Tasmanian peppercorn tree. You, okay. you can cut up the leaves and and put that over the steak while it's cooking, and nice. it gives it this an amazing flavour that you just don't get with uh, just using pepper. Mm. yeah 
I've got quite a few uh, indigenous uh, bush tucker plants. It's uh, one of my nice. things with um, with gardening and yeah. well, it's mainly veggie gardening. Yeah. But yeah, I've just got a whole heap of uh, trying to develop up a whole heap of indigenous plants. Oh, that's pretty cool. That'd be really interesting to learn that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Mm. A lot of them uh, aren't quite at the stage of producing anything, but stuff like the, um, I mean, the, the pepper tree doesn't have peppers on it yet, mm. but the leaves are, are edible. Mm. Uh, I've got lemon myrtle that the leaves are edible and aniseed myrtle. Wow. So they're, they're all great plants to have. Yeah. Nice. Favourite drink? Beer. <laughs> but I, I brew my own and I never brew the same thing twice. I try something different. So you're always I'm, trying different types of beers and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Always try something different. I don't get stuck on the same thing. Because otherwise you'd just be bored, wouldn't you? Yep. <laughs> get bored quite easily. <laughs> Pet peeve. Peeve. Um, assistants that are on the phone all the time. Oh, dude, I've got a funny story about that. I always had a work experience. No, was it work experience girl? Or, no, I was out with another surveyor. But because I don't get to go out very often, I always I take photos of different things and stuff. I mean, sit there and we're doing a job and here I am with my phone out constantly. <laughs> I'm going, how annoying is it when your assistant's on the phone all the time? <laughs> I was like we've caught a we've caught a few of the guys out because um for when we're doing um uh topographic jobs that go towards planning, yeah. uh, a lot of photos have to go with those with those jobs. So when it gets submitted to cancel, it gets submitted with the photos. Uh-huh. So uh, the guys are always taking photos, but if anyone's ever doing something wrong, they'll 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 snap that as a photo, and it gets weeded out later. But people can see <laughs> oh, so and so's on the phone, or so and so was carrying the the jigger over their shoulder, or something like that. <laughs> it, do something wrong, you're caught. Oh, it's it's a whole different world, isn't it? Now this having phones and social media, and you can't get away with anything, can you? No. Mm. Win the lottery or have the perfect job? I've got the perfect job, so I wouldn't mind winning the lottery now. I know. I can't believe you've been in the same at the same company for your whole life. You don't hear that. Really, it's a great company. It's it's been a great company. It has to to be. Yeah, and I'm I'm not the only one. There's a a lot of us that have been there for. uh, a long time yeah. uh, we've actually in the in the front door got a, an honor board which you uh, you get onto when you you've hit 15 years so there's a lot of people on the honor board and uh, wow. I'm slowly getting towards the top yeah <laughs> there's not too many people to go before uh, I reach the top of it yeah well I mean I, it just... my, mm, go. My, my boss Peter Merrigan mm-hmm. uh, started uh, the company with another guy, Paul Miller. Uh, Paul uh, had left before I came mm. uh, and passed away after that. Uh, 
so Peter started in 1965, which wow. was the year I was born. Yeah, wow. And he's still going. <laughs> so Peter will still uh, show up, um, I think, three days a week. Wow. Uh, still does his planning, loves it. Incredible. Yeah, loves what he does. I mean, they always say that, you know, the surveyors never stop surveying. They very rarely do they retire. They just keep working, even if it's for a few days a week. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Gosh. Um, all right, where are we up to? So we're going to win the lottery. Well, <laughs> send some this way if you get it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> $20 I win is not enough. <laughs> What's your favourite sport? It used to be into football, but um, my team, Essendon, was in a drug scandal and oh. I got disgusted with football and haven't really paid much attention to it since. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I, I actually like the UFC. So I've been fighting. Mm -hmm. Biggest fear? Biggest fear. Biggest fear would be you always, even though my kids have grown up, moved out, you're always, you know, worried for them and looking out for them. Mm. Um, you always fear that life won't go well for them. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It never stops once fear. they turn 18, does it? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't at all. It actually gets worse because, you know, they've moved out and, by the time they reach 18, you've got to really have taken the hands off and yeah, and say, you know, I'm not going to interfere. Mm. I can give you advice, but I won't interfere anymore. And if that's when you start really worrying. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't control it anymore. <laughs> no, you can't control it. No, no. What's your proudest moment? Proudest moment's my kids. Mm -hmm. Um because they're all adults, I've seen them all through, you know, their own struggles of life and seen the way that they've responded to those. And, you know, they've all done really well. I'm yeah. Proud of all of them. Oh, that's nice. What's dream car? Uh, wouldn't be a sports car. I'm not a yeah. sports car type person. Um, probably some SUV. <laughs> it, not really that big a car person yeah that's all right favorite color <laughs> i don't have I a favorite color <laughs> <laughs> I, I i wear what i'm told to wear that's it if it's not orange it's something i've been told to wear <laughs> Uh, on a scale of uh, fluoro orange. <laughs> fluoro orange, that's right. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? I don't think any surveyors are cool, are they? Oh, I don't know, something they are. <laughs> Not overly cool. <laughs> Not overly? Not even putting a number to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Apple or Android? Apple. Mm-hmm. 
once you get on the Apple train, you can't get off. I know, you're stuck, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. iPad, Apple Watch, Apple phone, Apple computer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Star sign. What, what star sign are you? I think I'm Cancer. Cancer? I think oh. July. I was going to say your birthday's coming up. Yeah, a couple of days. Oh, a couple of days. Second wow. of July. Okay. Not far from my young one's birthday. So, yes, you would be cancer. All right. Well, that's it from me. Thank you so much for joining me today. No worries. Thanks I for hope, doing this. For, I hope you've enjoyed it. Highlighting it all. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's... Uh, Keeps me off the streets. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Tony. Join me in a fortnight when I speak to Greg Goodman from Lantine.